Welcome to the OA Virtual Kitchen Sink Meeting Podcast. Visit the Los Angeles Intergroup at oalaig.org for information on how to join our meeting live and how to donate to support this meeting and our podcasts. The opinions expressed on the Kitchen Sink Podcast are those of the individual speakers and do not represent OA as a whole. And now, our speaker. I'm Craig. I am a compulsive overeater. Um, boy, am I a compulsive overeater. Ellie, thank you. Honor and a privilege to see you. Um, hi, Jeannie B. I don't see your face, but I see you and your horsey. Welcome. Um, I'm just going to name everyone. There's a lot of, you know, um, I've been here a long time. And I really want to welcome the newcomers because um, this is the meeting. In, in, in person, when we had this meeting, you stood up and you just said, hi, I'm Craig. I have 11 years. And what I did is when I had 11 years, I went, I'm Craig, I have 11 years. And I sat down and my, my sponsor looked at me and said, don't you dare take this for granted. And he saw me going out. He saw the actions. He saw what I wasn't doing and had enough experience to know that boy's on his way out, and he was. He was right. We cannot, I cannot take this for granted. I was speaking to a guy the other day, and he was making all the excuses that I have made over the years. And I said, do you think this disease will kill you? He's like, nah. I said, then why are you wasting your time? You know. My opinion. That's my experience. Denny, can you please mute? And Juliet, can you please mute, please? Thank you so much. Um, if you're new, all I needed to hear when I was new was I can lose my weight and I can keep it off. What has happened in my life since then is night and day. But none of the none of the other things really mattered to me. So this is what I look like when I came back. That's a big, it's a big dude. It's like a 46 waist. I don't want to know how big my posterior was. I'm being recorded. So I'm going to try really hard not to uh, curse. Um, so my abstinence date today is October 18, 2009. My first abstinence date was 11-8-88. So I had 11 years, then I had five years, then I had three years, then I had two years, and then what happened was I just got a little bit too busy for you people. I got too busy to make the calls. People would say, um, what step are you on? And I'd say, uh, I don't know. You working with sponsees? Yeah. I wasn't taking this seriously. And what happened was I started program in 1988 at 199 pounds. I never wanted to get to 200. So I came to program. I kind of went on a diet. I don't want to say I went on a diet for 11 years because I was working the steps. I did have a sponsor. I went to a lot of meetings, but eventually I went out because this is one day at a time. So if you're a newcomer and you're looking at me going, oh, this guy's got 13 years. I can't relate to him. Grab someone who has a week. Grab someone who has a year. Grab someone who has six months. What I like to say, and I mean it and I feel it in my heart is I have nine, I'm on the West Coast, I have nine hours and 15, about nine hours and 16 minutes of abstinence. That's what I have today. That's what I have today, 12, 10, 22. 
And my sponsor, well, I, I will call my sponsor later with some drama, some horrible thing going on in my life. And he will text me back and he will say, nothing horrible ever happened on 12, 10, 22. That's my sponsor's outlook. I listen to my sponsor. So I'm jumping around. That's, that's what I do. Um, I really want to talk about the present. We all know what it was like. You know, I grew up in an upper middle class family. Everything looked wonderful. Pretty house, pretty cars, pretty pool. Lived in suburbia, went to a good school, you know, had nice things. And on the inside, my sister and I used to joke that uh, I'm, I'm old enough to know what a 747 plane is, a 727 plane. And you walked in the front door and that's what it felt like, that there were two airplanes going back and forth on a runway. It was crazy. It was stressful. Dad, may he rest in peace, was bipolar. And uh, we never knew what we were going to get. He's a lovely, lovely, lovely man. Lovely, lovely man. I didn't, I didn't know I really loved him until I did my amends to him. And I realized what a fine man he was and what a XYZ I was as a kid. Right. A lot of things that happened to me, I didn't have control over. But as I got into my uh, adulthood, as I got into my uh, adulthood, I had responsibilities. And once I made my amends and I most of there were a lot of living amends with my dad and it was great. So I blamed everything on my parents. Mom is still with us today. She's 90. She's kicking butt and she's amazing. But I blame everything on her. I blame everything on everything. I'm an addict. I will always point my finger to you. It is your fault. And what I've come to know doing inventories, I was just working. I just actually finished second column on my uh, latest fourth step. I'm doing another inventory. Um, so once again, if you're new, I want to keep focusing it on you. And you're going, what is an inventory? Don't worry about it. You're kind of on step one, because if you think you're powerless over food, you're in a meeting, you need help. Um, so I want to I want to continue jumping around. Um, step one. Right. I'm powerless over food. My life is unmanageable. It doesn't say I'm, uh, I'm powerless over food. My ass is unmanageable. The size of my waist is unmanageable. The amount that I eat is unmanageable. No, it says my life is unmanageable. Well, what does that have to do with the food? Right? Newcomer, what does that have to do with the food? If I eat, I remember one of the times I went out was in New York. In New York City, Manhattan's a great place to, to binge. Let me tell you, I, I have proof. And I was at a, a business dinner with two friends. And, you know, I've been to meetings where they say, don't talk about food. This is Overeaters Anonymous. If you're having an issue with food, please call your sponsor. It's not my fault, right? This is Overeaters Anonymous. I have to share what I did and what works today so I don't do it again today, all right? So I was sitting at dinner in a really nice restaurant, one of my favorites in New York, and I was sitting with two friends and a basket of breadsticks. So picture two friends, basket of breadsticks. Guess where I went? They disappeared. I remember them going blurry. I remember. I don't know what they said. I don't know what we talked about. I left. And I had a lot of abstinence at that time, probably five years. I went out. 
why? Because I had a business, because I had to pay reps, because I had responsibilities, because I was too busy. It doesn't say if you're too busy, you don't have to go to meetings anywhere in the big book. I don't think. It doesn't say if you're worried, you can eat a little more. It doesn't say if you're on a business trip, your food can get wonky. It doesn't say that. And I have to do what it says. And um, what I love about my new, kind of my new outlook on Overeaters Anonymous is I don't know how it works. I don't care how it works. I just freaking do it. It works. So October 17th, 17? I wish for it's 17th or not 18th. October 17th, 2009, I pulled up in this driveway where I live now in a tiny little red sports car, my midlife crisis car. It was told later, my little play car for the weekend at pushing 272 pounds. So that was my last weighed weight. So I started at 199, went to 167, got up to 272. I'm a hundred pounder. That meaning, that's what that means. And something happened. I don't know if it was a white light. I don't know if it was a higher power. All I know, it wasn't me who picked up the phone and I called a nutritionist. That's just the message I got. And I went, he suggested what to eat. I just saw him yesterday or two days ago. I still see him. He gave me my food plan. He told me what I was allergic to. He suggested what not to eat. He suggested what to eat. And so for a month, I started doing that, and I was losing weight very fast. 11 years, uh, 13 years ago, I was younger. I lost weight quicker. Uh, damn it. Um, he started telling me what to eat, so I started eating it. Well, when you cut down your food dramatically, you will lose weight. It's easy. However, I woke up one morning and said, who are you to think you can do this without Overeaters Anonymous? And I went back to a meeting. And I walked in and I asked the scariest man in the room, will you be my sponsor? He said, great. If you're powerless over food, let's talk about your food first. We got to clean that up first. I showed him my food plan. He said, was this your plan? I said, no. He goes, great. He didn't care who gave it to me. I'm powerless. I have no decisions making my own food. I, I'm powerless. I don't have power. So I'm powerless over food. My life's unmanageable. Life's unmanageable. I lost my business. I lost my little sports car, lost all my money. I closed the door and, you know, people are like, oh, you had a business and you, you, you sold it. No, I closed the door and I lost my ass on it and I started over. So my relationships were not great. Um, my relationships, they are good. I have a very great, unbelievable job today. I work for somebody else, which I much prefer. Um, March 12, 2020 was the first day at my new job. As you know, three days later, we all went to, you know, the world went to sleep. I knew they'd fire me. I knew I'd have to start over. I don't know. I am now there and excelling more than I ever knew in all ways. When I got here back in 2009, my credit score was in the toilet. It is now ridiculously excellent. And once again, if you're new, what does it have to do with the food? If I engage in compulsive overeating, none of that matters. Is this about my credit score? No, this is about a life. This is about a life today that I have. On the outside, it looks the same. It really does. But on the inside, it's so much better. 
on Sundays now, as I said, mom is 90. Sundays are my days for my mom. Some days I don't want to go. Well, guess what? My fellows tell me you will never regret the time you spend with your mom. I believe them, right? Um, what do I do today? What do I do today? I got up and slept in. I usually go to a 7.30 in-person meeting. And I knew I was leaving here. I didn't want to rush. I got up, slept in. I went back to sleep. I slept in. I prayed. I meditated. I wrote on my four-step. Got my coffee. Not willing to give that up. Had an abstinent breakfast. The same breakfast that I have every morning. It works for me. It's simple. I don't question it. I am here. I will prep. I go to work. I work 12 to 5 on Saturdays. I will go to be of service for my clients and the gentleman that I work with, who's not one of my favorites, who I've been seeing for a week, who I will see. And I will say, hey, what can I do to help you? How are you feeling? This is a really simple program. You know, people who do not make outreach calls, people who do not um, go to meetings, I don't know how you do it. I wish, I wish I am on the phone and on the text all day long with people. When I'm asked to lead a meeting, if I'm able to do it, I do it. I was asked to be of service next week. I can't do Five it. Minutes. Hey, thanks, John. Um, I, I am going to find someone else who can fill in for me. Um, tonight, I'm having dinner with fellows at a great place, and we're going to be absent together. It's my life. You know, it's my life. My best friend is now sober in AA. I think he's got 11 years. And when we talk about, we talk about God. I mean, I'm on the freeway. I'm talking about God to my best friend, you know? So I want to talk about God a little bit. When I am, when I'm troubled, which for me means in the drama, and I'm making a story of how terrible this is and how Blah, 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 highs and lows. And I go, where's God? I can't find God. I can't see. Years ago, my, my sponsor, who's still around, Gil P., God bless him. He's back east now. Could be on this line. Who knows? Um, I looked at him and I said, what's God? And he said, if you could touch, feel, smell, or see God, you wouldn't need faith. And that still sticks with me today. And um, my sponsor today, thank God for my sponsor. He has a very light attitude on light and on life, a very light attitude. And I have a very heavy, heavy one. And I work with him for many reasons. That's one of them. And, you know, this is about a year ago and it was a day off. And I called him and I said, I don't know God. I need to know God. I need to feel God. And he said, are you serious? I said, yeah. He goes, are you willing to do what I suggest? I, would, I said, of course I am. He said, go to the beach. And I suggest you stand on the sand and you try to stop the waves. And I laughed. And guess what? I did it because he suggested that I do it because he had done it. And I realized how foolish I was to think there's no God. Um, he weighs once a month. I weigh once a month. He goes to five to seven meetings a week. I go to five to seven meetings a week. Um, I do not make any unilateral food decisions just because 
I don't have the power to do so. I have a set food plan. People have said to me, wow, you're so rigid. You're so serious. You're damn right I am. This disease almost killed me. I don't look at it as a diet. I don't look at it as a social club. Do I? Is it? Is it a diet? Yeah, it's black and white. I can show it to you. It's pretty. It's pretty set. If I go below that line, I don't say it's wonky. I'll say it again. I'm repeating myself. I don't say, well, it's okay just because. You know, if it's, you know, it might rain tonight in Los Angeles, which is like, oh my god, you know, call the presses. Now I see a little bit of sunshine. Those are both great reasons to compulsively overeat. I would rather stay in bed than go to work. What a shock. Great reason to overeat. Something happens in the family. Somebody dies as bar mitzvah. There's a wedding, something good, something bad. I have binged at fabulously wonderful occasions. I remember a wedding I went to, a very dear friend's daughter. I could not handle the happiness. I ran out and started binging out of freaking control. I could not go back in. It was horrible. Everyone was dancing and having fun. And there I was all alone, stealing wedding cake. I don't do that today. I know what I'm having for lunch. I know what I'm having for a snack. I know what I'm having for a dinner. Um, If you're new, and this all sounds like another language that you don't speak. I don't speak Farsi. This would sound Farsi to me if I was brand new, right? I don't speak Greek. I don't speak that little Italian. The point of it is, this is another language. The book says all our ideas had to be smashed. Our old ideas had, it doesn't say they they needed to be analyzed. It doesn't say they needed to be thought about or dealt with or pondered. It says smash. So my ideas are wackadoodle, unfortunately. I have a different brain. The book tells me my brain is different. I believe that. You may not. It's still a free country. You can believe whatever you believe. My life is completely different today. The thing I don't want to talk about, especially to the newcomer, I put on weight. My food hasn't changed one iota. Guess what? I want to go on a diet after 13 years. Guess what will happen if I go on a diet? You'll see me. Maybe you'll see me again at 100 pounds overweight, or you'll never see me again. Right? What do I do? I ask for a a suggestion, not advice. Suggestions from my sponsor who suggested I talk to my nutritionist. He has taken measures to help me lose the weight. It's a physiological thing. I'm out of the way. I'm out of the way. It's not my, it's not my job. Not my job. So if I said nothing that makes sense, all I can say is what was suggested to me. Please go to another meeting. Please go to another meeting. Grab a phone number. I will put my phone number in the chat. Please call me. Um, if I, if I don't pick up, I will call back to the best of my ability. Um, This is a gift. That's all I can say. This is a gift. I shouldn't have this. This is the time. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. 
If you asked a question last week, please wait until the first three questions have been asked before raising your hand. If you have a question, please click the raise your hand icon. And Deb B, if you could uh, unmute and ask a question. Thanks, Craig. Uh, Deb Budetic. Can you talk about how relationships have changed for you, you know, before program and what program has done for you in your relationships? Thanks. Absolutely. Love the glasses. Had to get that out first. It's all about what we look like. Um, relationships. I am still single. This is something I've been working on as far as a, a primary relationship in my life that I am no expert. I will tell you relationships in the family are much better. What I do now is I got a text from, yeah, my sister yesterday, blah, 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 blah. Her response was, no, I lost my shit. I lost it. I handed my phone to a fellow. He read my statement and he read her statements and said, you know, blah, blah, blah. What's the meaning of life? And she said, no, as opposed to. My taking the no as a, so what I do is I go to others. I go to my, my sponsor if I, if I can't first, it's really busy. I go to fellows um, and service, I'll tell you something, service is slimming, as they say. I am of service. When I got to my mom's house today, I love spoiling the hell out of her. I love going to Trader Joe's and getting all those chocolates she can eat. I give her three chocolate almonds and she goes, oh, honey, it's too many. Put one away. Right. God bless the freak. God bless her. So being of service, going out of my way, getting uncomfortable to make others or hopefully get others comfortable. That is really how my relationships have changed. I hope that helps a little, little bit. Feel free to call me. I will put my number in. Uh, Justine and her lights. Hi, thank you, Craig, for your share. Thank you um, for this meeting. My question is, I'm Justine, compulsive overeater. Uh, my question is, hi, uh, how can you speak to um, kind of part of that step one of uh, conceding to your innermost self that this is real, that's not going to change? Mm -hmm. Thank you. In relation to the food, the book invites us, you know, our hats are off to you if you can drink like a gentleman. Um, I made, I was, I, it was suggested that I make a list of my uh, trigger foods. And what I say to my sponsees is, I don't mince words. What foods do you think will eventually kill you? Not today, not today. You know, the drunks, the drunks have, I don't know if it's easier or harder. The drunks drink. They kill someone, they fall into a curb that, you know, it's quicker. Ours are, are, we're much slower. So, you know, trick, put down your trigger foods and try eating one like a gentleman or a lady to any of us or a person. Try, oh, hello, Marvin. Um, try, try training a cat. Um, try eating one something. And for today, just try it. If you can eat one something tomorrow, 
the next day, the next day, maybe you're not one of us, but for me, I can't, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So give it, a, but give it a shot. The book suggests that we do that. Hope that helped. Susan Elizabeth, can't see you, but I, I see your hand. You want to unmute thank yourself? You. Yes, thank you. Um, hi, um, Craig. Um, I'm Susan Elizabeth. I'm an overeater. Um, I'm calling in from New York. I see your New York t-shirt. Um, thank you so much. I wrote down what you said about, oh God, now I have it here. Um, I, I, I will always treasure this. When I am troubled and in the drama, I am making up stories. Like that is amazing. Um, my question was, um, I have 585 days, um, but I'm not abstinent and I haven't been yet. How long did it take you when you first got to the program? Was it abstinence instantaneously or did you have like what I'm going through like 18 months before I finally decided that I was ready? When I first, when I first started, I got abstinent pretty quickly. Um, and then I went out and then I went in and then I went out. What I would say in my experience, you can start this moment. Doesn't matter when you start, you can start anytime, my dear. I would call somebody who has one day, two days, 10 years and say, help. And when they say, you know, go to a meeting, when they say, stop eating one particular food, don't question it, just freaking do it. So whatever happened, as far as timing goes, everyone's story is different. For me, it, it happened really quickly, but it doesn't matter. Just grab, grab onto someone who don't, you know, I was just talking to a sponsee. God bless him. We speak Saturday mornings at eight, uh, eight 40. Marvin. Sorry, guys. As I said, powerless. Um, we were talking about what it was like. We just got two years. He's a, he's a freaking miracle. And he goes, I just couldn't do this alone. It was such a simple statement. I just couldn't do this alone. So, God, don't try doing it alone. That's all I can say. Fanny, hi. Hi. Hi, Craig. Uh, Fanny, a compulsive overeater, anorexic. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm pretty new to OA. I have 10 days of abstinence. And I basically, yeah, thank you for sharing that even now you sometimes have the desire to go on a diet. Because my question is relating to that. Uh, see, after 10 days of not overeating and I stop sugar and flour, which are my obsessions, I am dropping pounds. And a part of me is so happy that I'm dropping pounds that it feels almost like, ah, oh, like the same feeling like before when I was on a diet, you know? And so basically, I don't know exactly what my question is, but maybe... Do you advise to stop weighting myself in the beginning or yeah. because uh, I don't know. Do you have a sponsor, Fanny? I talked to someone yesterday who I think she's going to become my sponsor. Yeah. She's taking me through the book and everything. Okay. Yeah. Does she have what you want? Yeah. Ask her. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I mean, does she have what you want as far as a program? Are you attracted she, to her? Yes. Yes. Great. Okay. 
I weigh, my experience is I weigh once a month. That's per my sponsor. Not everybody does that. I would From the very beginning? That, you did that in the beginning? Um, I think so. I'm trying to remember how it was. That's like 1923. Um, I would ask that person what they do and do it. Okay. Don't, don't question it. Right. Okay. Thank you. Thank Who you. else? Who else? Uh, Cheryl R. Hi, Craig. Thank you for your awesome lead. Um, I wonder if you could talk to me about the absence of the fear of financial insecurity. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went without health insurance for a year because I was far too good. People like me don't get Care California or uh, no, I was, I don't even, I don't even know what they call it. I was, I was way too good. So I lived in, that was then for today, fortunately I have, I have health insurance through my company, financial insecurity. I had to borrow money from a very uh, dear fellow and my sponsor, because he knew me and he trusted me, let me the name, the same amount. Basically it was like, I know I'll get it back or I won't get it back. So I had to get really, really, really humble. I didn't pay my rent for three months. Unco people like me, people from families like me, don't do that, right? Well, guess what? They do. And I stayed abstinence through the shits. Now it's better. I'm, I'm better off than I ever was. And what I try to do is donate more to OA meetings. Um, I asked a friend if I could borrow $500. And his answer was to me, I'm giving it to you. Please don't ask me again. And I was insulted, of course, but he meant it. And what I will do is do the same for someone else when I can do that. So the fear, I just kept talking about it. And there's a, there's a dear woman in program who says, live out loud, live out loud. So when you're embarrassed, share it. When you don't want to talk about it, share it. Don't don't keep it in. Hey, Don. Nice album covers. Oh. Hey, man. Yeah. Uh, hi. Hi. <laughs> hey, Greg. Nice. Uh, thank you. And nice share, uh, as always. Um, what is your concept of higher power now I, since the day you went to the beach and how's it evolved? <sighs> thank you for being my sponsor for a while. I just thought of that. What a history. Um, I can't do this alone. So for me, a higher power can be through you all, can be through a human, can be through five minutes, a ray of sunshine. I mean, it kind of sounds hokey, but it's true. Um, I know I can't do this alone. The, the, um, Trying to stop water, trying to stop waves, truly help knowing that there's a power greater than me. For me, it was very hard to take that higher power of water and a wave and, and get it to me going, well, wait, what does that have to do with my food? If I try to do it myself, I can do it for a while, but only for a while. If I call you, you know, OA Don P., if I call you, if I call John, if I call Ellie, if I call any one of you, 
for some reason, the power to compulsively overrate the want, the need, the yearning leaves me. I do not know why. If I pick up the phone from someone who I may not care for, I feel better when I do it. You know, I'm human. I don't like everyone. Sorry. Um, pretty blunt. But, and if I pick up the phone, I feel better. If I pick up the phone and I call someone I haven't talked to in a long time in program, and I'd say, hey, how are you? For me, that's a higher power. It's, it's not doing it alone. So I hope that helped. It's really, really, really hard. It's more action. It's more action oriented. Thanks. Ryan. Hi, Ryan, Compulsive Overeater. Thank you so much for your, your share. I really, really connected with a lot of that. Um, I have a, about a year and, and uh, what is it, close to four months maybe, um, <clears throat> of abstinence. And uh, I, I, I was wondering, you know, have you, in your, in your experience, gotten to a point where you, you know, the program seems to be going great and but with the weight you hit like you hit a plateau and you you know you still need to keep going i know it's the weight's not the most important thing but obviously it's my health it's part of my health and i need to you know i need to work on that so you know what if you did get to that point you know what what changes did you make to get past that um you know without without you know feeling like it's a diet you know without right. without feeling like you're dieting do you have a sponsor yes it's actually here what was that he's actually here <laughs> he's there how cool is that ask yeah. him have you asked him uh i'm gonna i, I was going to yes I, I have a call with him coming up he's, he's literally in this meeting so he's he's here in this um but yeah we're gonna talk about it today so he knows you're gonna hear he knows you're gonna call i would ask him and then when he says something that you don't agree with and you start to go yeah but bite your tongue my old my last sponsor used to say, bite your tongue till it bleeds. Because if you know how to do it alone, I yeah, have I had experience? Absolutely. Not only have I plateaued, but as I said, over the last year I've gained 10 pounds for no good reason. I hate it. I abhor it. It makes me crazy. I feel like I'm back to my old weight, and I'm not. But I keep calling my sponsor, asking my sponsor, and just getting out of the way. It's not easy. It's not easy. But you, the fact that you're talking about it, that's step one. I love it. Thank you. <laughs>